Welcome to Book Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. At Book Talk, we get to have an author come and tell us about his book or her book. And today we're going to be discussing the book, Dilemma of an Immigrant Accent. A beautiful book, isn't it? And the author is Dr. Leon M. Raid. And he's right here. He's, he's, he's going to tell us a bit more of what that book is all about. So I'm not going to take one more minute. I'm just going to introduce him into the show. Welcome to the show, Dr. Leon. Thank you for having me. Thank you yes. for having me. It's such an honor to have you here to tell us about this uh, wonderful titled book. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to know what it's all about. So as the title say, um, I am an immigrant living in America. Yep. And um, the, the book is about the journey from Jamaica to America, the struggles that we face, and the techniques that we use to overcome those struggles. Hmm. Oh, good. So you're from Jamaica? Yes. Yeah. And uh, you're in uh, the U.S. Now, uh, uh, we kind of identified because uh, I am originally from Kenya, but I'm living in Greece. So uh, I think there is much we're going to be sharing together. Yes, we do. So, so how, how was it even before we get there now? You're a doctor, but we get before we get to, go, to know about what doctor you are, or what you do let us know about how was it when you grow you were growing up in jamaica i love jamaica <laughs> well jamaica is a is a beautiful highland um it has 3.7 million people um mm -hmm. over time over time in jamaica um opportunities um tend to get scarce so ends we tend to migrate to other countries, especially first world countries, in order to, to um, see greener pasts. But in an effort to uh, have a better life, um, there are challenges. And the book tried to explain to immigrants and minority groups that they should expect challenges and the type of challenges that they should expect. The book has some real life stories that um, the readers can relate to and um, how to overcome those challenges. For example, not because um, you might face classism, racism in America. There are things in America that we can do to overcome those and we can survive in an environment that is not ideal, but we can make the best of it. Hmm. Beautiful. Now, you are a doctor. Tell us yes. about that. What doctor are you? So I am not a medical doctor, but I have a doctorate in strategic leadership. Oh, okay. Um, yes. So I major in finance and accounting. I work in corporate. So it is unique when you work in corporate because in corporate, that's where you face all the barriers and obstacles. 
and the book explain that if someone build a barrier for you to succeed, it doesn't mean that you 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 stand uh, at the foot of of that barrier. There are ways you can go around those barriers in order to succeed. Um, you you were from Kenya, but it doesn't mean that because you're in Greece that you should just sit and say, you know what, there's nothing else I can do because. Everywhere I turn, people are against me. There is a niche somewhere. And it's just for us immigrants to find that niche mm -hmm. and build on it. Beautiful. If I can ask this question, at what point did you migrate from Jamaica into the US? Well, I migrated um, in 2015. I was living in Jamaica. I had, I had a corporate job. I had my business. But over time, things get slower and slower. So I had to, well, my family lived in America. My wife is a teacher and um, she teaches in America. So after exhausting everything in Jamaica, I decided that I am going to move to greener pastures, and there are endless opportunities in America. America is, a, America is the greatest country on earth. Mm. But just by saying America is great doesn't help you to succeed. You have to play your part to understand the dynamics, to understand the environment, and to master that environment. Mm-hmm. So I believe that uh, going in that direction, coming from uh, the place you came from and coming into this new land, uh, the challenges you faced in order that you may go into corporate, because I, I have, and, and when I say that we identify is because uh, where I am, it's not as easy to integrate as it, it is in America, because here you've got yes. to, you, you have, First and foremost, you have language barrier. Yes. You're coming from an English-speaking country and you come into a Greek-speaking country. So yes. by the time that you've got to learn the language, that you've got to learn a trade and uh, in co uh, integrate into the uh, system, it will take you yes. ages. Now, I, I want to imagine, even though being easy, integrating in America because you're speaking English, yeah. Uh, there are still those challenges because uh, you're still identified as someone who is from somewhere else. Correct. Wow. And that's why you've uh, authored the book to tell yeah. us about those challenges. That, that, so I am glad you mentioned that because I am from Jamaica, which is an English-speaking country, mm -hmm. and I immigrate to America, which is an English-speaking country. That is good. However, the dynamics of America is different um, and is not as simple as we think. Um, there is a third of America who believes that if you talk different, if you look different, if you act different, then you're not a part of the fabric of America. So 
it was good that it was easy for me to integrate in America because we talk the same language. But if you listen to me, I have an accent. In the book, I share stories that I have to say to co-workers, I have to say to people in the grocery store, I have to play, say to people um, in job interviews, I said, do not listen to the noise of my accent, just listen to my words. And that's how most, I overcome most of the barriers because people tend to put a, a, a barrier, once a mental barrier, once they hear your accent, they don't even want to listen to what you're saying. And they keep saying, talk English. I cannot talk English because I only know English. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Yeah. And, and I can imagine because um, now coming from, this is the scenario I was having in my own mind because uh, sometimes I just fear speaking and like you're talking about accent. I come from an English country, uh, speaking country, which is Kenya, but it's from Africa. In Africa, we have a different accent we yes. have uh, been educated in a british system so we have kind of adapted some english accent a little yeah. of it and then i meet with americans and by the time i want to speak and say something i'm like do i speak or do i not is it dilemma or is it dilemma what is it <laughs> yes so in in jamaica it's dilemma. In America, mm. it's dilemma. Right. It's the yeah. same word, spelled the same way, but it's a different pronunciation. Um, um, I'm from Jamaica. I learned the Queen's English, which is England. Um, America speaks American English, which is slightly different. And in the book I explained, there are words um, that pronounce the same way, but spell differently. Mm -hmm. But in integration, it's just for linguists. It doesn't affect the common day communication. So the people who makes an argument when you pronounce the word color, which in Jamaica it's spelled C-O-L-O-U-R, and in America it's spelled C-O-L-O-R, it's neither here or there because we are not doing a linguistic um, um, course. Mm -hmm. We are actually communicating. And once you're understanding me and I am understanding you, it means communication is effective. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I have to push back in order for people to remove the semantics and work to understand the barrier of, of, of everyone. Mm. Yeah, because there's always been this debate of, is, is it water yes. or water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I say water, yeah. because I, that's, it's water. <laughs> yes, yes. And as I said, it doesn't matter if it's water or water. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you understand that, that you're talking about H2O, it mm. doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a challenge. And I, I mean, I, I know it's a challenge. And uh, how yes. did you, now, because you've authored a book, maybe we have some clue of how to overcome this dilemma yes. of uh, <laughs> wanting not to speak just to not appear different. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go, go ahead and tell us about the book. So the book explained that 
even though you're of a particular culture, it is okay to integrate. And in order to integrate in, in, in another society, it means that there's something you have to give and take. For example, Jamaican culture. Um, you're not going to always be able to practice wholesale Jamaican culture in America because you're in a different country. So you have to make sacrifices. You have to change certain things. For example, when I am in corporate, I have to put on the Southern accent because people are more comfortable in a boardroom with your Southern accent. But, and that makes communication effective. It doesn't mean that you forget your roots. It doesn't mean that you forget your culture. The book tells you that when we talk to our native people, we talk, we, in, in Jamaica, we have a Creole called Patwa. When we talk to native people, we mix the language with patwa. But when we are on a different stage, for example, if you're doing a radio interview in Jamaica, you talk the Queen's English. So you have to understand how to manipulate the English language, but you also have to sacrifice. You also have to give up something. For example, you are from Kenya, but you live in Greece. There are some things in Greece that you have to adopt to. Mm -hmm. It's okay. My book tells you it is okay. As long as you are not abandoning your, your, your culture, it is okay to integrate. And I give example in the book. You eat Chinese food, I eat Chinese food. You eat Asian food, I eat Asian food. You eat African food, I eat African food. But it doesn't mean that because I am from Jamaica, I have to dwell on Jamaican food all the time. Mm -hmm. I can, today I can eat African food. I can eat food from Greece. I can eat, you understand. So you have to understand to live in a culture. If you want people to accept you, you have to also accept someone else's culture. Mm -hmm. And then you find the middle ground. Mm, and that's good. Yes. Because yes. uh, I've encountered people who are stuck on their way of doing yes. things, on their way of how they grew up and what they learned, and they are not willing to integrate, to take anything new that is going to come their own way. And, and that's the wrong approach. It becomes yeah. a challenge and a problem to them. Yes, that's the wrong approach. Mm -hmm. Because remember, when you're seeking employment or when you're going to school, when you're going to the doctor, remember, I am not only going to find a Jamaican doctor. I am not going to only find a Jamaican school. I am going to find a school that is in miles away in, in North Carolina. And I must adopt in order to live the American dream to live the American life. So I tell people in the book that it is okay. Your, your accent is going to be battered and bruised because there are fringe elements within every society who don't even want to hear you speak. Mm -hmm. But the, the good thing is in every society, 
the majority are always people that are kind-hearted, willing to learn, willing to teach you their culture, and that's how I survive in America. Mm. Yeah, and it's a two-way traffic. Now, you reminded me when you're talking about that and learning and uh, getting to exchange the learning that is both way. I, I remember when I first came to Greece and it was something new and I go to a shop and I'm asking for bread and the person is not about understanding anything to do with bread. He's not speaking English. So I decided this was what uh, uh, was at the back of my mind. These people are not speaking English and English is not such hard. So I'm going to teach them. Yes. Uh, okay. So uh, then after one, two, three tries, I came to realize, hey, how am I going to teach a whole population of how I'm going, they are going to speak my language? Right. So, <laughs> you why have to learn I, their language. <laughs> why should yes. I learn their language so that I can communicate yes. with them? Yes. Yeah, because yes. it's going to take millions of uh, people being uh, transformed into my way other than me. Uh, which is easier to learn their language and yes. communicate. Yes. Yeah. So yes. you talk of the dilemma or dilemma of the accent, but I am sure this it's not the language only that you are addressing or the, the, the accent. No. You have a lot of things that you are addressing. Yeah. Give us yes. a bit uh, more of an insight on how it is. So it, it covers culture. Mm -hmm. And it gives example, um, it covers um, corporate life, education, for example. Um, I come to this country with a first degree, but I know I have a doctorate. So I, I, I did a first degree here, a master's and a doctorate. Um, so it helps immigrants to understand what to expect when you attend universities in America. And I give examples. Um, when I'm, I was doing my first degree, there are people that were older than I am. There are people that were younger than I am. But I learned that it is easier to integrate with people that are younger than you are because people that are older than you are tend to um, be a little more naive to change. Mm -hmm. So as they say, um, young people will rule the world, and it is true. Most of the change that occur in America and over the world are done through young people because they are the ones who accept change. And here, some people, as long as you don't look exactly like them, talk exactly like them. They believe you're not a part of the fabric, even though I'm going to tell you this unique part. America is a collection of cultures. So it's a, it, it's a collection of immigrant with the exception of the native Indians that build America. But if you listen to majority of people talk, it gives the impression that it's only black and brown people in America that are immigrants. We are all immigrants. Mm -hmm. we are all immigrants irrespective of our color we are mm -hmm. all immigrants except the small 
populations of American Indians. Mm -hmm. Everybody else are immigrants. Mm. So, so when you're having discussions, when you're integrating in, in American fabric, you have to try and allow people to share their views, but you also have to share your views. Because if you don't share your views, they're going to feel that you're inferior. You don't want to be inferior because you will be treated differently. You want to be you don't want to be treated special. You want to be treated the same. Hmm. That's that's deep. Yes. So because uh, if you don't voice out what is inside of you, people yes. will not understand you. And so you're going to be inferior because they don't understand you. Yes. So you're yes. nobody. Yes. <laughs> that's, deep. Yes. that's deep. And, and yes. this drives me back to a question uh, to a few years back now that you mentioned about uh, everyone being an immigrant. Um, I don't want to mention names, but you were there some years before the current president. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm, I'm glad you asked because there is a specific chapter in this book mm -hmm. that covers life in the era of President Trump. <laughs> now you did. Yes, it is, it is an interesting phenomenon because during the era of Trump, immigrants were used as a part of his campaign. So um, immigrants were seen by a third of the country as enemy, as not belonging, mm -hmm. as trying to take other people's job. They commit crime, even though the national statistics show that immigrants are 100 times less likely to commit a crime. Whoa. Because we're not here for that. We're here to seek opportunities. Mm -hmm. But that does, didn't stop people in those era. I personally, and there, I give examples in the book because I don't want the book to be political, but the reality was right before us. That during the era of President Trump, when you go to the supermarket, you couldn't talk to your native people in your native tongue. Mm. People would attack you. They would say, go back to Africa. I'm not from Africa. I don't <laughs> mind, but I'm not from Africa. So I ask this, this question all the time. If I go back to Africa, who would I go back to? <laughs> Where in Africa would I go? With what country? Africa is not just one country. Africa is a continent. Mm -hmm. So which country would I go? Where would I find my cousin? So you have to be cynical sometimes, but it's, it's a serious issue. And we face real... There is this quote I had. It was the, it was the most famous quote I have in the book. And I am paraphrasing that if we make it during the era, if any immigrant make it during the era of President Trump, there is nothing that can prevent 
us from surviving in America. Mm -hmm. If you go to an interview, you are harassed. If you go to the supermarket, you would be harassed. On the train, you're driving on the road. But now that in on the, another chapter in the book, it tells you what happened under the era of um, President Biden. We're not saying that everything is, is okay. The struggles for equality remains the same, but we now have an opportunity to breathe. We know of an opportunity to excel, to live the American dream without being afraid that police will stop us on the road, that because of our skin color, um, people will not talk to us. It is different. And I say it and I keep saying over, it is not political. It is just the reality that faces every black and brown people in America. And this is what the book, the book just explain, tell people what it is and teaches you how to overcome it. Uh, good. And uh, if you would give us a clue of how you overcame and uh, made it through that era into the new era, how did you, what, yeah. what, 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 what did you do? Right. Principles, ideas, activities. So the struggle was not simple, but it was not impossible either. Because the good thing is that two-thirds of America are not bad people. America is a great country. But there is a one there's one third that um you have to be um cognizant of. So how I overcome it, I focus on school. So I have to um, eliminate or reduce my social life. Um, because the, the climate was so um, pervasive that it wasn't um, safe sometimes to go to the bars to go to the clubs. So you have to choose your company. You have to choose your space. Um, be less confrontational because that's what they want. They want you to be confrontational. It, 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 there's no benefit in being confrontational. There are some topics that you ignore because there's no benefit. Politics. Religion, those you have to learn to have, um, to control yourself when you see um, topics like those being discussed, to withdraw yourself from that discussion because there is no benefit of being in those discussions. And I, point by point, I teach in the book how to um, overcome these. and. After four years, we we survive. You survive. Because we know it, it, it was going to be long, but it wasn't going to be forever. Mm. So, yes. uh, And this is why in the book, you have a chapter known as Hope in the Distance. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to stand for a little bit. So hope... 
hope is what leads us um, to a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, can you take a small break? I just want to fix my. Can you take a small break? We 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 are just about. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can take a small break. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. So we are discussing the book "Dilemma of an Immigrant Accent" by Dr. Leon M. Raid. Now coming from one nation and going into a different nation or continent is not an easy thing. And uh, Dr. Leon came from Jamaica and he went to the United States of America and had to integrate though facing the challenges that he faced of the accent, of uh, being identified as, as someone who is different from a different culture, a different uh, color is <laughs> not easy. And as I was giving an example of uh, myself, I come from Kenya, uh, been in Greece for some time, and uh, I've experienced some challenges. And I know if you've been out of your locality, if you've been from a village, gone to a city, you face challenges. If you've been from one country, even on the same continent, and gone into another country, there are challenges because you're different. And I think I've even gone far. If you're in the same country, you speak a different language from the person that is coming from another town, there are challenges. And so this is a bigger one, coming from one country into the next country. And this is what the book, Dilemma of an Immigrant Accent by Dr. Leon M. Raid addresses. And now let's have back Dr. Leon, back to the show to conclude. Thank you again for having me. You're welcome. I am really enjoying this discussion because um, I think we can relate um, and we share similar cultures. So, So, uh, we were addressing the issue of hope. Yes, we talked about hope. Uh, in the distance. Yes. yes. <laughs> From a distance. So I approach um, being in a fr- foreign land um, not with all the negativities, even though they exist, but we have to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. And we have to be optimistic um, that. there will be a brighter future. Um, I learned this concept from my late mother. Um, I used to attend um, church every Sunday with my mother. Mm-hmm. And every time I would hear um, the, the members of the church, they would pray the same prayer. And I asked my mom, And I said, I grew up in this church and the members pray the same prayer, but their financial situation remains the same. I said, why is that so? And my mom smiles and she hugged me as I explained in the book. And she said to me, just imagine if you work for 20 years to be successful. And on the 21st year, you 
give up. You commit suicide. And it was destined for you to be successful in the 22nd year. You would have wasted your time and you would have given away your, your, your chances. So that teaches me that in order, when you're doing things, if you do not have hope, then it, it makes no sense. You must picture a better future along the way. And that helped me to build this level of hope that coming to America, um, even though there are obstacles, that there was hope. And I use that teaching and move myself through school, move myself through the corporate world, move myself through owning a business, and move myself to writing a book. Because there's always, irrespective of the struggles and the problems that we are having, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm, beautiful. Yes, that light exists. And if yes. it doesn't, then we've got to light it ourselves. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and the fact that you mentioned that... Uh, the positive side of uh, things, it is the same way everywhere that you go. And this is what uh, we say, that uh, once you find yourself in a society, in a setting, or any point in the journey of life, there's always something positive that you can look into and depend upon that positive thing. Now, because the reason that many of many people are in depression is because they are always focusing on the negative side of life. Yes. And if every single day that you wake up, you're looking at the negative part of life and uh, you're mourning, you're crying every single day and, and you're kind of expressing how you're disadvantaged and how you're being uh, uh, overused or I mean, overlooked in some cases, then you're gonna be end up in depression. But yes. if you focus on the positive side of life and keep on pushing and keep on doing what you need to do in your 22nd year, this is 2022. Yes, you yes. gonna break through. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I I I said it in the book, and I told people all the time. Mm -hmm. Stop focusing. You should document it to use it as your guide, the negative of America. But there are so much great things about America that you can use, you can move forward with all this good in America. Mm -hmm. I point out, I in a previous interview, I, I point out that Jamaica has 3.7 million people. Yeah. Jamaica has five major universities. I live in North Carolina. North Carolina is three times Jamaica. And North Carolina has 100 major universities. I say that because there is so much opportunities for us to go to universities, to go to community colleges. So if we highlight the negative, but focus on the positives, nothing will stop us. Mm. nothing will stop sure us. sure yeah we just need to keep 
looking at the positive and taking an action and nothing is going to stop us. I like that. Yes. Yes. At this point, we want to thank each and every person who is watching us or those who are going to listen on the podcast plot platforms that we are on. That is, uh, we yeah. are book talk at a book place. And I have one person to mention at this point. His name is John. And uh, he says it's not easy to be an immigrant and one got to take quite some courage and the tips given by Leon are great. Oh, that's good. Especially color takes at all. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you, John. We appreciate your comment. So, yes, uh, for those who may have joined us midway, we are discussing the book uh, by Dr. Leon Raid called The uh, Dilemma of an Immigrant Accent. <laughs> and it's been a, quite an interesting discussion. Um, and yes. at this point, I'll ask Dr. Leon to tell us where we are going to get the book because uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah, yes. please do. So, because the my audience, I try to focus on immigrants, mm -hmm. the diaspora, um, immigrants from all over the world. We try to move away from the traditional distribution channel. So the greatest channel we think is best is to use Amazon, which as and um, Google. So Amazon has seventy distribution location. Where in almost every country, you can just order the book and it's delivered to you in rapid time. And Google Books is the same thing. So um, for anybody who, who needs the book, can just order the book on Amazon in their respective um, country. Great. So you can get the book on Amazon. And uh, yes. we are going to share the link uh, to the uh, yes. Amazon uh, page of the book so you can go and get the book. And uh, we really want to thank you, Dr. Leon, for taking your time and coming and highlighting the issues in that book. We, we thank you. It is really a pleasure for having me. Yeah. And I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah. And before you go, at Book Talk, we always ask uh, the guest to leave us with some few words that we can always remember. This is your time. My word is that as an immigrant, as a minority, we should try and find our niche. In everything we do, there is something, something, something that we can master. It, irrespective of what we do, there is something that we can master. It just take a little time and effort to find that niche. And when we find that niche, we master it, we develop it, and we capitalize on it. Wonderful. Let's go and find that niche and work on it. And uh, we will come through. Yes. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. I thank you for having me. Okay. Have a wonderful thank day. You. And uh, we yeah. thank you, the viewers. We thank you, the thank listeners. It's, it's, it's been quite a great episode. And uh, yes, all of us, we thank each other. And let's keep on moving. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yes. Bye for now. Okay.